Welcome to the wrestling podcast that does for restrictions what Triple H does to mannequins. I am the captain, Dazzy Dangerously. This is episode 225 of Max Wrestling, and I'm here as always with the podcast machine slash knowledge champion, Mike Larkin. First of all, I will start off by saying, because I saw it last night, rest in peace to the late, great Paraguayo. Yeah, I just saw that before we started recording. Dude, you know what it is, too? Like he, That name is solidified and signified with you know, Mexican and Lucha Libre, the whole culture there. And also just, I remember watching, was dude, was it like five years ago, like you were telling me now, friggin' when Rey Mysterio and him had that match with his kid yeah. and that unfortunate circumstance. And now we found out that his dad passed away in his 70s. I mean, still, that just, that breaks my heart. I never remember he was the first ever light heavyweight champion in WWE. Me either. I totally forgot that too, but yeah. A lot of people forget that he did have some great matches in the WWE, and I mean, I think if I'll be honest with you, if they don't put him ever in the Hall of Fame, they they should because I know he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Oh yes, <clears throat> I mean, certainly in Mexico, but I mean, I'm sure not a lot of people remember his WWE career, unfortunately. Hey, wait a minute! They put Carlos Colon in the WWE Hall of Fame, and and I like yeah. Carlos Colon, but you know what happened? The circumstances with Carlos Colon with. What he may or may not have done, sir. Well. Well. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. (laughs) So, I mean, if they could put... And he is a legend in his own right. Carlos Carlos Colon. Yeah. They they could put put a Paraguayo. There's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that if they can get in, they can put Paraguayo in. I mean, if you could put in Drew Carey, who only made one WWE appearance, one, you could go in. Uh, Cook will be where? That too. Well, no offense, uh, but I mean, you're famous for having a bird on your arm. Jer- well, yeah, and the only reason you also got in because he's buddies with Jerry Lawler too. So I mean, wow. come on. <clears throat> no disrespect, and I like Coco Beware, but the Birdman really in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> if freaking James Dudley can be in the Hall of Fame. Paraguayo could be in the Hall of Fame. James Dudley can be in the Hall of Fame. Where's Spike Dudley? Ugh, different, different Dudley, but okay. Yeah, yeah that's another thing, too. Well, yeah, well, they got the Dudleys in there, but they could put the Dudleys collectively as a unit, him and Spike, if they want to put them in twice. Oh, I'm, I'm getting bored of group inductions now. Well, yeah, after the DX we, We've run out of A-listers. Get some groups. Get some groups. Put, put DX in there so we don't have to induct China on our own. Yeah, it's pretty much what that was. Everybody knows it. Yeah, we're not stupid. Can't hide from us. Um, well, before we go any further, happy 4th of July to you, Mike. Um, as a Brit, I apologize for us being cunts 200 years ago. Well, first and foremost, <laughs> wow. And second, <laughs> it's okay, I accept the apology 200 years later, so it's cool. But I get along with Brits, as I always will. Hence why I'm on this show. Hello. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I appreciate that. But, yeah, 4th of July. I'm going to say this right now. Anybody who is celebrating 4th of July and going out on 4th of July, if you're having a quiet evening in, cool. But if you do go out, please be safe. Do not drink and drive because there's going to be a lot of idiots on the road. I can say this as well because there's a lot of people coming down here. And it's going to get bad because the traffic is going to be horrendous. There's a festival going down here. The Country Music Festival is going to be going down over the summer, too. So, I mean, it's going to be a lot of traffic. But if you're an idiot, don't be an idiot. Because why? You're just going to piss me off. And if you get an Uber, check the plates. 
Yes, and I just channel my inner Jeff Jarrett there. Don't piss me off. So there you go, <laughs> slap nuts. Also, make sure Batista's not in the passenger seat. Oh my, dude! Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold the phone. I kind of I want to go see Stuber after watching that friggin' trailer. That looks funny as fuck. Have, I, have you seen it? I just love the intro to the trailer. So you lost? No, I retired. Yeah, but you lost. I retired. <laughs> <laughs> Did that come out yet, or we still got a couple days? Uh, yeah, we still got few days i think you want to see it you think i mean this is batista in a comedy here this is not no guardians or anything it ain't like no that. chaperone that's for sure oh well anything is better than the chaperone thank yeah, you so much so when cm punk and triple h are going back and forth and triple h's like how did your movie do and punk went oh mine went straight to dvd just like yours oh <laughs> <laughs> Good, de- good times, good. man. Good times. Um, well, good times seem to be a common. Um, seems they're edging away from the PG era in WWE. There's a, there was a lot of uh, colourful language this week. Not as much as you're going to hear on Max Reston, but still. Um, Corey Graves, holy, holy shit. shit. Holy shit. <laughs> I like the fact that they went to a sort of unofficial camera like behind the stage and just left it there with no commentary because from what I believe some people were confused as to whether or not it was real so it did its job you know what the thing about that too is I liked it and also because they followed up with it on Smackdown by wishing them thoughts and prayers yeah. because they really, they really did follow up with it I'm like jeez we're thinking about you Braun we're thinking about you Bobby I mean and they followed it up he and has I a ruptured that. spleen a ruptured spleen, yes. Now, I mean, I'll be honest with you. After watching Bobby Lashley's video on SmackDown and the whole thing, do you want to see more out of Braun and Bobby? Um, kind of. Bobby sorta. Lashley isn't the best talker. Well, and that that promo was a little bit wooden, but eh, I like I like the heat, I like the fire, I like the passion. Son of a you bitch! Son of a bitch! You son of a bitch, Braun! You son of a bitch! Um, Pyro. We had Pyro, kind of. A lot. Yeah, they, they overdid it a little bit. It's like, okay, we get it. They they, they ran into electrical equipment. We, we get it. I mean, when Matt Hardy did the side effect to Edge off the stage, that wasn't as much Pyro as we saw there. My God, man. No, it pyro was like the 4th of July on Raw. It was! <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, that, and I'm just saying, I look at it like this. Besides that, one of the big things that did happen, Daz, was Maria pretty much saying that she wishes Becky Lynch would have impregnated her. Goddamn you, Mike Kanellis. I would love you to bitch. know how, how that physically works. Because well, I know it's 2019 and everything, but uh-huh. Becky ain't got no penis. Well, Becky Lynch did say you're welcome. You son of a <laughs> bitch, you screenshot that to me, and I, and I like, well, I'm like, Here's the thing. Facebook and Instagram were down, so I couldn't see the photo yeah. because everybody was having problems. And then I see the photo. I'm like, oh, man, that's great. You're welcome. Like that. <laughs> now, and you, you know what? what if, um, yeah. if anything happens between Mike and Maria, Becky can just mm-hmm. cha- in a channel her uh, inner Gene Snitsky. That wasn't my fault. Oh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. I think we're getting more intergender stuff. For next week, because I hear that they did announce possibly. I think it is going to happen. I did see the post. Uh, we're going to get Seth and um, Becky against Andrade and Zelina Vega next week. I don't yeah. Know. Um, 
Oh, I hope Selena doesn't say she's pregnant as well. <laughs> well, I don't think it is that bad with her and uh, because her and Andrade. An- like, Andrade is gonna look shocked, and then Alyssa Black's gonna run down and be like, "Wait, wait, 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 what?" Now I'm intrigued about this because see, you brought it up. I know we're bouncing all over the place, Dad. But knocking on Alistair's door. Knocking on Alistair's door. Who do you think is going to be his opponent at Extreme Rules? Who 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 answered that challenge? I'm pissed off. Why? Because they, <clears throat> they knocked on the door last week, and then it went. The segment finished, and then this week they didn't tell us who it was. Who do you think it is? Obvious sign would be Bray. Uh, mm-hmm. It happened on Raw, didn't it? So I know we've got the fucking stupid wild card rule that allow, allows twenty people from the different brands to come on the show, but. Uh, yeah, I'll play it safe and go with Bray. But then again, if it was Bray, I don't think Alistair would have been as cool and calm and collected as he was this week. Mm-hmm. Or you know who it could have been, right? How about, you know how they've been doing that, you know, talking about change? What if it's Mustafa, uh, Mustafa Ali? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not sure it's... what to make of his vignettes. I'm just like, okay, what's the deal? Well, they have to put over the fact that, you know, it's okay, man, if your name is like mine, because I'm providing that change, man, and I'm here, man, provide that light, man, I love you, man, and doing what he does. I know he doesn't say man, but that's what it's kind of like. It's like, all right, we get it. You want to be that beacon of hope, so to speak. So that's why I had a feeling like, all right, they're not really doing a lot with Bray, and because, you know, after the last Let Me In, he disappeared from the firehouse, and we saw elements of the firehouse backstage on Raw. Yeah. Do you, do you know what his, his vignette reminded me of? What? <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, I, I, it's very well known. I don't pay for Sky Sports, so I stream Raw and SmackDown. They used to play commercials on your side of the pond, because usually I'd find the USA Network stream. Mm-hmm. And it would be uh, smoking is basically racial profiling. You know that one? It's profiling. Reminds reminds me of that. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a convenience store next to every school. Why? Because it's profiling. No, because it's (sighs) convenience. That's why it's called a convenience store. Yes, I'm aware (laughs) of this commercial. (laughs) So, okay. But I'm just saying, Des, if it's not Bray Wyatt, would you be okay if it's Mustafa Ali? Yeah, um, because Ali has really struggled to find himself since he came back, obviously, after Kofi took his spot. Um, and, and I don't even know if they were going to make Ali WWE champion, but he was certainly a main eventer before he got injured. And he's come back and he's kind of lost in the shuffle. So, I have to say this because you did mention Kofi as well. Kofi giving the finger on SmackDown, Trouble in Ooh. Paradise, Samoa Joe. Even Joe was confused. Wait a minute. You can't do that on a PG show. <laughs> well, they're bearing the lines now, man. You can kind of, in a way, think Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. Of course. Should have done it years ago. You should have. But no. Now we got it. Ratings have been tanking for years. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, AEW is not going to make a difference to WWE. No, no, no. Now they bring in... Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman. And I loved a meme that got shown, um, which was basically of Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. where it showed uh, Vince and Triple H and Stephanie, and it was like the caption said, you couldn't accept your failures. And where did it bring you? Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman. 
back to me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so true, though, man. Well, everybody's like, oh, what, what is this? It's not 2019. It's like we're going back in the 90s, but wrestling was very big in the 90s, and it well, was a boom period because there was everybody who was around. It, it is the 90s. We've got Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman in charge of wrestling shows. We've got Aladdin. We've got Lion King. We've got Godzilla out in cinemas. Uh, music is kind of shit. Yeah, it's it's the 90s. It is. It's what we're doing, man. I mean, it's very interesting for sure. And I look at it like this. So, well, here's what cracked me up. Just because of Raw, Drake Maverick finally wins the 24-7 title. And before we even talk about the vignettes, because they were hilarious on his Twitter about the honeymoon. How about he's like, honey, we're going to do this honeymoon right. We're going to do it 24-7. <laughs> I have been really, really uh, enjoying the hell out of the Drake Maverick Renee Michelle dynamic. Yeah, she's not your typical, you know, wrestling spouse who can't act and is just there for for the storyline. She she's not bad. Well, dude, her face, job. dude, her face when she when he's. Friggin' looking at R-Truth coming out with No Way Jose just leaning on the barricade, and he's, like, thinking, I'm going to pin him. I'm going to pin him. Then she just stands up like, do you want to live? Do you want to have sex tonight? Do you want to consummate the marriage? I would sit down if I were you, sir. Yeah, welcome to marriage, Drake. <laughs> Here's the thing with her. A lot of people don't realize we have actually seen Renee Michelle on WWE programming before because you know what she was in, Des. Don't say Diva Search. Don't say Total no. Divas. No, I actually wasn't going to say that, Dad. Um, breaking Ground? Renee Michelle was in the inaugural Mae Young Classic. Oh, she's a wrestler. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, she's that a very good wrestler. That explains why she is is okay in these segments, then. Yes. I thought, she's I thought she was just a wrestling wag. No, she's trained. She's legit a wrestler. She trained in Japan. She was trained. One of her trainers was Dwayne Gill, the former Gilberg in the WWE. She did wrestle, man. She was in the inaugural Mayon Classic. Now, mind you, she was only had one match. She lost to Candice LeRae in that tournament, but it wasn't bad. That's nothing to be ashamed of. No. And that's the thing. She's very hardworking at what she does. She's awesome. And then we get to, besides the vignette of just her being like that, and then Drake Maverick just, like I mentioned, doing it 24-7. They did show on Twitter, Drake Maverick takes her on the honeymoon. He's wearing the same clothes because he said, you know what? You know, forget my luggage. He just, he was so excited yeah. that he wasn't 24-7. Well, well, he wore his wedding yeah. suit for three weeks. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so... They go to the airport, and he pretty much gets the tickets, and he asks her if you can if, I, if uh, you can give me 40 bucks for the bag. And she goes, why can't you pay for it? She goes, it's your bag. And then here are the tickets. And then she's sitting in, like, 33F. He's in first class because he's the 24-7 champion. And then the last video that they did, part two of it, was we find out that Drake Maverick has taken her home, her his honey on her honeymoon to Orlando, Florida, and she's pissed because we live in Orlando, Florida. What the hell are we doing here for our honeymoon? And she's so angry and mad and pissed and won't talk to him. And he goes, Renee, don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. I'm the 24-7 champion. I thought we could go see Mickey Mouse. And you know Truth's going to be there. Yes, and you know something happens. Truth is going to cash in on him on the honeymoon. Yeah, it's not the first time Truth's been to Disneyland, as we know. Uh, I'm going to Disneyland. I met Goofy. 
I'm that goofy. Wouldn't wouldn't it be great if he's dressed as Mickey Mouse? Oh. See, you put <laughs> you putting ideas. It's and, the happiest place on Earth, Drake. He doesn't take the head off until after he pins him. So at first you just think Mickey Mouse has just pinned Drake Maverick to become twenty four seven champion, then it's it's revealed to be our truth. Heyman, are you listening to me? Can somebody put Dazzy dangerously on the creative team? Because, God dang, man, I could exactly see them doing that. Even better, they could do it on teacups. Ah, the tea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many possibilities, and that thing has been cracking me up. I mean, with what we saw with Raw this week, I got to ask you, what do you think about friggin' Nikki Cross giving her own shine with, uh, well, that was on SmackDown, but the yeah. moment of bliss? She did good. She did. And I'll be honest with you, I could see the whole thing where friggin' what's her face? Uh, Alexa Bliss wins the title, and then she just drops Nikki because you know like, I was using you all along. <laughs> and then Nikki Cross gets all pissed, and there's your SummerSlam match. You know what? I'd be pissed if I was in that SmackDown crowd and they showed Alexa Bliss was backstage, and then she didn't even come out. I know, right? <sighs> but. Speaking of pissed, I got to ask you something. Now we're bouncing around again, but Andrade, because we mentioned that they're doing the mixed tag next week on Raw. Apollo Crews is feud right now. Uh, uh, yeah, still not interested. Okay, what about Ember Moon and Mandy Rose and that whole feud? Is, is Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville the, les- the lesbianist, the lesbianist as? See, normally I. I don't, actually, you know, I don't know what to think of this whole scenario. <clears throat> I don't know what Classic to think about this. Quote. Because <clears throat> they're doing the whole, you know, Mean Girls thing again. But then mm-hmm. they're adding the uh, questionable lesbianic vibe to it. It's, it's, it's a strange one. I look at it like this. It's like, all right, yes, I could definitely see the mean girls vibes to it because you know it's the it's the tough girl and it's the very pretty girl that all the guys want. She's the girl all the Yes. So <laughs> they have that whole scenario there, which is cool. But then it's like, what is this, HLA? Are we taking it back to a- Eric Bischoff? Is Bischoff's on back. back to- he is. So I'm like, what are we doing? Here? I mean, if, if we could do in T when he was in there in TNA in 2010, if we can have Orlando Jordan be his bisexual oh, self, why can't we have a lesbian angle? See, the Orlando Jordan stuff mm-hmm. was just uneasy. And it was just and not, wrong. Not because of the bisexual right to it, just because he's creepy. He's like... <sighs> Yeah, you know, he, he was like Poison Ivy in the god-awful Batman and Robin when she's being carried by all these naked men. That is true. Yeah. Just... Yeah, don't, don't, I don't bring Orlando Jordan back. Do you know what? Yeah, Last time I saw him, he was in that Australian um, clip that went viral of the worst acting ever. Maybe you've seen it with two girls. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, my I... God. Who, who the hell is, runs that promotion, and why is it still running, if it is still running? Well, here's the thing. Like, when he went to TNA that year, and he was on the Australian tour with Hulk Hogan and all that, the thing with me is, before I even heard that Orlando Jordan was on that, I'm like, okay, the last time I saw Orlando Jordan was when he lost to the Ultimate Warrior in Italy, and the Ultimate Warrior's very last match in 2008, which, folks, I'm going to say this right now, 
If you've not seen that match, you're doing yourself a favor because that match sucked. And God rest his soul, but that match sucked. But anyway, I digress. So that was the last time I had seen Orlando Jordan before the TNA run was him wrestling the Ultimate Warrior in Italy. Do you remember that? No, never seen it. Oh, you don't want to see it that <laughs> bad. Because the man was training for it with like RVD and everybody, but that match sucked. It was terrible. It was just one shoulder tackle, one, two, three. Orlando Jordan loses. Poor Warrior. Poor Warrior. Now, speaking of somebody poor, now, we mentioned No Way Jose with the R-Truth thing. Cesaro putting a whooping on that boy, No Way Jose, man. Yeah, well, somebody needed to. Okay. Here's the thing I don't understand. So they debut on main event, the MEM, the main event muscle. It's the new trio of Cesaro, EC3, and Bobby Roode. Robert Roode, excuse me. Why the hell can't we see that on Raw? What a sucky name. Well, and now all that, you do realize that the Impact fans are coming out. Oh, they're ripping off the main event mafia. Shut up. Thank you. First yeah, of all, where's the yes. suits? Where's the the Al Pacino vibe? Where's, where's everything? They're not ripping off the main event mafia just because the initials are M-E-M. And especially because they're not main eventing. Yes, well, oh, because main event, they're on the main event show, main event muscleman. Ho, 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 ho. Channel under Tony Atlas there, but it's like, jeez, come on, man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daz, you know I got to go with this one, too, man. Your boys made their cameo on Raw. I'm talking about the Street Profits. <sighs> we got to talk about this because your boys were Street Profits on Raw. Heavy you know, machinery. Again. Oh, there, I, can, I can sense it. Go ahead, Daz. I think they annoyed me more on Raw than they ever did on NXT. Well, what I don't understand the, why they're so popular. They're so fucking annoying. And, yo, fam, what's up, fam? How you doing, Charlie? What's up, girl? How you doing, girl? What's up, fam? What's up, fam? Paul, hey, Paul. What's up, fam? What's up, fam? <sighs> and then you get Heavy Machinery beating Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler, so Kevin Owens couldn't have them hot dogs after the match. Well, he probably did after he stunned Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Owens, is he a face or a what? I think he's going back to being a babyface now because I think he wanted to have a longer babyface run. And guess what? Welcome to welcome back to babyface Kevin Owens. Um, well, Daniel Bryan got injured, didn't he? Uh, yeah. But so they're just dropping the whole Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn tag team thing. I guess I have no idea what the hell they're doing with Sami Zayn now either. Like, they just beat the New Day, and now we're going to turn Kevin Owens' face again? Well, Kevin Owens was easily the most entertaining part of SmackDown. With, oh, with, he was. With his cue cards. He was great. When you face the Undertaker. Taker. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the Undertaker, what would you think about him cutting that promo on Shane and Drew on Monday? Um, You know what? Taker just cuts the same promo all the time. Yeah. Um... And if he was still great in the ring, I wouldn't mind, but it's just, I don't need to see it anymore. I just don't need to see it. I don't need to see it anymore. It's still real to me, Terrence. I mean, we, we've been saying this for about three years now. Love Taker, but please just retire. You, you've done <sighs> enough. And, yeah, I'll be honest with you, I don't want to see him and Roman no. against Drew and Shane. And we still don't know why the hell he's teaming with Roman. 
I think he wants to wrestle Drew McIntyre. So I think coming out oh, of this, I, I know, okay. yeah, I know, like personally, why he's uh, coming. Yeah, but that makes no sense. Yeah, storyline wise, why the hell is he teaming with Roman? Because it's like Roman didn't need my help, but you know where I'm from. You know, I'm the Reaper, and I will take your souls. I'm like, but you still really didn't explain <laughs> why you're teaming with Roman Reigns. I'm going to team with the man who should have retired me but didn't because I came back. <laughs> and then I had that awful match in Saudi Arabia again, and now I got to make it up to the fans. Uh, you know what? If you didn't keep getting back in the ring when you didn't need to, you wouldn't need to make it up to us. Yes. And for the love of God, no more Undertaker and Goldberg again. I think we learned after that that we do not need to see that match ever, 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 ever again. No. Now, I know a lot of, and I know a lot of crap went into that with the weather and just being so fucking hot and all that crap. But, yeah, I, I don't need to see that again. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, speaking of something you don't need to see again, well, heavy machinery like we mentioned uh, now. Gets worse. They are now it's a triple threat, man. It's a triple threat now. Heavy machinery, New Day, and uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. But it doesn't need to be. Okay. Oh, we got him. New Day kind of need to take a break from the tag team titles because they're involved in every single feud and it's getting tedious. And I think I think your worst nightmare is going to be coming true. I think Heavy Machinery are going to win the titles. <laughs> yeah, Heavy Machinery are a, a fresh tag team, but... Tucky, 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 we're going to go out there and win the titles. Tucky, 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 Tucky. Why, do they, why does he have this ridiculous gimmick? Because he's Otis. Well, speaking of things, well, Nikki Cross, like I mentioned, besides the show, Carmella, man, she beats Carmella, and how fast did Carmella beat Alexa Bliss, man? Seven seconds. Good Lord. So so I even counted, like, seven seconds. Or was that officially seven seconds? Officially seven seconds. Okay, because I thought it was about around that, too. Thank you, Dez. But, yeah, she beats her so quickly. Then Nikki beats Carmella, and then she loses to Bailey on SmackDown. But I got to say, Nikki Cross, I'm looking forward to a... Uh, I think she deserves it. I'm looking forward to a Women's Championship run from uh, from uh, Nikki Cross. Yeah, do it. And speaking of women, what do you think about Lacey Evans and Natalia and Baron Corbin friggin' grabbing Natalia's leg, man? Didn't really pay attention to that match. Got to be honest. Uh, and okay. I didn't really miss much because it only lasted three minutes. Yay, the Divas are back. Three minutes and we're all again. The clock is ticking <laughs> and we're in the pen. We got a three minutes and we're out of here. We got a three minutes and we're out of here. Three minute warning, Des. And there was some- strangely yeah. enough, mm-hmm. the, the the main event only lasted three minutes too. Ricochet and AJ Styles. Three, three and a half <sighs> well, minutes. Oh, well, they yeah they did the thing where so fought, fought, a phenomenal forearm foots on the rope they restart they did that dude they did the same thing with the main event on SmackDown they had to restart the match they did a lot of restarts hmm. and then I'll be honest with you Ricochet winning and did you like that we now have the reuniting of the club Daz I kind of like it but I'm not sure where it's going I mean I don't know if AJ's trying to turn heel on them or if they're going to turn heel on him or if they're all going to turn heel I don't know I don't know either but it's refreshing and we get to see more of the badassery that is uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows coming back into form mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm intrigued I'm curious to see where we go with it as well now the oh, only yeah. I guess 
definitely you glad they're getting TV time again. Well, yeah, I mean, dude, friggin' with them, like, if you want to have them be, like, an actual heel team, I know they lost quickly to them, but can you imagine them and the Viking Raiders now rejuvenated and rejuvenized, if you will? Mm, yeah, still, still need to work on that name. Or we have them go against Hawkins and Ryder. Don't don't care about them. There's a big problem with the tag team division where I just don't care about people. Well, that's the thing. We hardly see like Hawkins and Ryder defending the belts or even on TV. And it's like, oh yeah, I'll be honest with you, it has that feeling, Daz, of when they come out. Oh yeah, they're the tag champs. Yeah, I f- until you said literally those couple of seconds ago, I completely forgot they were Raw tag team champions. Yeah, they're still the champs. And then friggin' on SmackDown, we see more of Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, but I'm like, okay, whatever. And I like Daniel Bryan, but it's just like, whatever, he, okay. Him and- he had all that momentum when he was heel and WWE champion, and it's just kind of gone. Yeah. They're the planet's tag team champions, but whatever. But they're still and carrying that- around leather belts. Yes. <laughs> oh, I have to ask you. So it was so quick the first two falls and then we got to the third fall with the figure four did you like the rematch between Miz and Elias two out of three falls yeah it was what it was it was like well what are they going to do with the Miz now are they going to have him just feud with Elias now or are we going to get him where he finally beats Shane oh god please don't tell me this is a build where we're going to have Miz finally get his revenge on Shane by beating him in Saudi Arabia in November uh, well I think Miz has been the one with the Bray Wyatt puppets behind him the most. Well, unless that's his next feud where he's it's going to be him and Bray Wyatt, which is actually, you know what's actually kind of full circle about that, Des? I don't remember Miz ever facing Bray Wyatt, but go, go on. All right. So in 2013, they were originally supposed to have a match with Bray Wyatt and The Miz. Remember when him and uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper beat him down and, you know, they were calling him a liar and they beat him up downstage and, and the stage and tied him up right backstage? Yeah. So they were originally supposed to have a match with them, but unfortunately that match didn't happen because Bray Wyatt got hurt. So that's why we didn't get it in 2013. Now where it looks like we might get it in 2019. So Miz never has faced Bray Wyatt? No. We were originally supposed Yeah, they were originally supposed to have a few, but then Bray Wyatt got hurt. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with that. Me too. As for Elias, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. Um, oh, you mentioned Ali. He was in a dark match before SmackDown. All right, who'd he beat? Buddy Murphy. Of course. That, that <laughs> of course. Ali versus Buddy Murphy was a dark match. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Um, Can we please use Buddy Murphy? Oh. There was also... <laughs> so you know how Dolph Ziggler keeps saying it should have been him, it should have been him? Yes. He faced Kofi Kingston for the WWE title after SmackDown. Alright. I got something to say about Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Moses Marquez Ziggler. I got something to say about D- <laughs> Dolph Moses Marquez Ziggler. So, and I love you Moses, but goddamn. And that was just funny. Anyway, I digress. So we have friggin' Dolph Ziggler coming out saying the promo, and then Kevin Owens just saying, All right, already, we know. It should have been you. It should have been you eight years ago. Get over it. And that round of applause from the crowd. I mean, it's like. Thank you, Kevin. He's not wrong. Okay, like the last big push that Dolph Ziggler got. 
was friggin' 2014 pinning Seth Rollins in the match with in Survivor Series, you know, where Sting came out and he beat Triple H. That was the yeah. last time he got, like, a really big push. And then what happened? Uh, well, Purgatory. the feud with The Miz yeah. was good for the IC title yeah. and his career was on the line and everything. Okay. That was cool. That's right. That was cool. And I know he got that Dean Ambrose match at SummerSlam yeah, before that. Which, sh- admittedly, he should have won. He Okay. Yeah, I gotta, I agree with you on that, but then that also led us to AJ Styles beating Dean Ambrose. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, Swings and roundabouts. But yeah, he should have. I mean, he the last big push was like you're right. I I'm sorry, but yeah, the Miz feud for the Intercontinental Title was his last really big push. Oh. And then he was the U.S. Champ, and then he put it on the ground, and that was the last time we saw that. Yeah. And I mean, he's had some pushes, but it's just like you knew he's not there. You know, they're not going to give him the world title. No, too late. Too late. Like, and whatever. But, I mean, but, we could have said it was too late for Kofi Kingston. Yeah, that is true. And then look what happened with Kofi Kingston. So, I'll be honest with you. I kind of want to see Samoa Joe take the belt from him now. Mm. I'm kind of... Are you kind of getting sick of the era of Kofi right now? No, I just think it's... Um, it got deflated very quickly because it didn't give him a big feud right off the bat. Mm. Like, they could have given him... I don't know, Randy Orton or Samoa Joe earlier. But instead we went... Kevin Owens was a good feud, but it kind of came out of nowhere. And then he went to Dolph Ziggler, which was a bit lackluster. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm kind of, I'll am i be honest with you. After what I saw on SmackDown, I'm looking forward to him and Samoa Joe because I think that they will have a good match. But do you see a scenario where Kofi wins and then he loses it at SummerSlam to Joe? I don't know, they don't seem to be keen on rematches because Kevin Owens didn't get one, Dolph Ziggler hasn't got one. That's true, but I don't know, man. We shall see. Who the hell knows? But I'm intrigued. Well, they also we also did see puppets around Kofi Kingston, so maybe yeah. well, Ray and Kofi. Um, I can't see that being good for Kofi, though, because even you know, if Bray's going to be a heel, he's going to be over as fuck. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I could definitely see him winning the title. Could you imagine him winning that title and taking it back to the funhouse? <laughs> Ramblin' Rabbit, whoa, dude, it's a shiny belt, man. Got some bling, man. You got it, dude. <laughs> so, then Huskis will be all happy, and then you get the evil Vince McMahon puppet. Yeah. Now, this is maybe was a bit shocking. Another dark match after SmackDown. Okay. Was for the SmackDown Women's Championship, where Bailey pinned Charlotte Flair clean. What? You kidding me? Charlotte Flair, clean. She lost clean to Bailey. Yeah, that's the thing. We haven't even been seeing Charlotte Flair either on SmackDown. No, no shut up. I'm not complaining. Not complaining, but I mean, hey. Because for the past couple of months, every time there's been any two women in the ring, suddenly here comes Charlotte Flair. Yeah, can we please not do that, please? Like, all of a sudden, we just insert Charlotte Flair to the match. No, thank you. I'm good. I'll pass on that. But yeah, I mean, so that was pretty much the week. I mean, I did also check out NXT, which I got to tell you right now, Cameron Grimes and Isaiah Swerve Scott, man. I don't know. Have you seen NXT yet, Des? Not yet. Okay. So you'll see the former Trevor Lee and the former Shane Strickland kill it. Roderick Strong and Tyler Breeze. Uh, Mia Yim is coming for that women's championship against Shayna Baszler. It was not bad. So you're going to see a lot of great action. Those are the highlights. Go ahead. I've, I've found it difficult to get excited to watch NXT and I think I finally figured out what it is what is it Des? so NXT is on a Wednesday yes by the time we get to NXT I'm fucking burnt out from Raw and Smackdown from Raw and Smackdown yeah 
Well, look at it, dude. I mean, that's five hours of wrestling so far at the beginning of the week, and then yeah. you have an hour NXT. Well, then you have an hour of NXT on Wednesday and an hour of NXT UK but on Wednesday, and then that's it. I'm, I'm not Andy Dufresne. and I can't crawl through the shit to get to the good side. Just put NXT Ex- on first. Exactly. <laughs> so Can we get I NXT mean, on a Monday before Raw, and then we get Raw and SmackDown? I think that'll be a exactly. bit better. I agree. And I mean, I watched that and I watched 205. They're doing more Tony Nese and Gulak. And of course, Mike Kanellis took the pin because you know what the best part about this? And here's what cracked me up. It's, just, it's the little things, Daz, right? So he's, <laughs> so he's pounding away on Jack Gallagher and, and them in the match. And you know what Mike Kanellis is yelling during the match? Uh, I want a paternity test. No. <laughs> Because he wants Maria back so much and he loves her. He's, he's hitting Jack Allen and go, Maria, Maria, Maria. Maria. <laughs> I don't like it's the little things that make this good because he's trying to win his wife back. Maria, Maria, Maria. When when did he become such a shit husband? I mean, it mean, just they, came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, unless they're doing the whole thing like where he can't win by himself on 205 and she's pretty much going to, you know, discredit his manhood like I did Robert Davis in my promo and told Robert Davis that he had a mangina. <laughs> unless, you know, Maria was challenging, challenging me in my promo. Who knows? Hmm. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, let's find out some results then. All right. Well, I figured we segue with that because Robert Davis and his mangina. And I'm sorry, Robert, but, you know, it's a competition. <laughs> and, I, and he knows I love him. Mangina. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Mangina. Oh, oh, baby Jesus. Makes me, it makes me take a step, brothers, man. Derek, Brendan has a mangina. Brendan has a mangina. <laughs> I mean, what does that tell you, man? When the when the guy friggin' wins a friggin' talent show just by lip syncing Ice Ice Baby? I mean, come on. Come on, Des. It's, it's not as bad as the clip I saw this week of a dude getting through on America's Got Talent by singing the tequila song. Oh, on karaoke, there's one word that's repeated three times. Tequila. Tequila. <laughs> but Good anyway. God. Good God. Yeah, this is the state of reality TV. Oh, wait, we could go a different route and you know what I'm talking about. You know what the initials are. That island can get fucked. Thank you. Good. <laughs> Alright, so. Um, I will reveal the battle for the butcher first. Okay. So, of course, the winner will be facing Courtney Summers next week. I believe she's healthy now. So, this was between Emilia Blackbane Costello, who stepped in for Courtney because she couldn't make it um, last week at Trivia Takeover, uh, against The Walker. The difference is 62% versus 38%. And Mm. facing Courtney Summers next week is... The Walker. Congratulations, Travis. So now we got the Battle of North Carolina versus Louisiana. We're about to get bowed up and raise up, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know. I didn't think of it like that. It's it's the battle of Southern wow. Pride, man. Oh. So now I got a dude. I got a channel on a revival. You know why? We uh we need some credence Clearwater revival. Well, that. But I also go down on the corner, down in the street, where No, not that revival. Even though I love that revival, but you know what revival I got to talk about, right? Say yeah. That's what I got to say to that dad. Say yeah. <laughs> 
We go hard all day, all night. All my proud Southern people who be ready to fight, they're ready to fight. All right, that's, yeah. that happens next week. Uh, Walker is one step closer to getting what he wants. It should have been me. Do you want me to start doing the Batista Triple H? Because you said, tell me what I, what I really, really want. <laughs> that's what he really, really wants. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Well, you got to get past Courtney first. Yeah, you do. So here we go. All right. Now, we also had the King of the Mike final last week um, between Robert Davis and yourself, Mike. Obviously, mm-hmm. both of you were going to promo slam anyway to challenge for the promo championship, but it's nice to have the title of King of the Mike. Oh, I got to say this. I'll say this really quickly. Yes, I'm very excited that both myself and Robert are going to promo slam. We're all taking on the butcher and either. Uh, all right, hold on. Let me make it. All right. I, I just I just fucked myself over. So the winner of the Walker and Courtney is going to be inserted into that, right? Yeah. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I didn't want to screw that um, So Amir will definitely be challenging for the Nellis Championship, and then we'll find out. You do, you do realize he's just, like, is legit pissed right now that you said that. Who, Amir? Yeah, because now he's got to go against me for the Tanalich title. <laughs> you heard him on, friggin', on the trivia takeover, and now that means as long as Mike's champion, I can't get a shot. <laughs> hey, it's all about competing. It is. It's going to be, I and mean, that's going to be great. Now, yeah. now so this should be okay. the tagline for the Knowledge Championship. It ain't about winning; it's about competing. Because you're probably not going to win. Yeah, because I told him here. I said, "Well, here, it's all about telling stories in these battles." Like, well, I mean, if you want to throw one, throw it one time. You count. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not friggin' finger poke a doom over here, Amir. What the hell's wrong with you? I'm not going to throw in, throw in the towel and friggin' just lay down. Was wrong. <laughs> but so. I have a mirror, so I guess whoever wins between also Walker and Courtney. Well, Courtney or Walker is going to be in the promo, but the loser is also going to challenge for me. Yeah, well, I don't want to say loser, so runner-up. Runner-up. I don't know why I said loser. <laughs> I'm not calling anybody a because loser. you're not losing. You're still getting a title shot, just not the promo championship. Yes. What I meant to say, and only Mrs. Riley, <laughs> what I meant to say as far as not them as losers, I'm saying the person who loses. You know what I'm saying. The two used as the two used. Seven bushes. Seven bushes. <laughs> and what is on those bushes? Leaves. Leaves. What is on those trees? And what is this crud-covered thing over your window? A screen. A screen. A screen. It's so good. All right, I'm now, sorry. How can it take you 20 minutes to cook your grits when it takes the entire grit-eating world Right, I got that wrong way around. Five minutes. When it takes the entire grit eating world twenty minutes. I don't know. I'm a fast cook. I, don't I know, guess. I'm a fast cook. I guess. Are you saying? Are you sure about that five minutes? Are you saying water boils faster on your stove than on any stove on the face of the earth? I don't know. I'm a fast cook. I guess. <laughs> Are you sure about that five minutes? And just the face that he gives him at the end. He goes, "I may have been mistaken." I got no more use for this guy. You know what I also love? I know we're getting carried away with my cousin Vinny, but it's such a good film. Um, so his, his opening statements, counselor, your opening statement, please. Uh, everything, everything that, that guy, guy said was bullshit. It's bullshit. Thank you. <laughs> George, everything he just said was stricken from the record with the exception of thank you. It's just, it's so good. People, if you've not seen My Cousin Vinny, and I'll be honest with you, I saw it later in life because when that movie came out, I was still in my mom's belly. This this came out a month before I was born, oh. but it's such a classic. I don't know how many times we can recommend it. 
Like, come on, people. If you've not seen my cousin Vinny, hell, if, if you don't just want to see Marissa Tomei as a stripper and the wrestler, watch Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny. And I liked her in the wrestler. Yeah. I liked her in the wrestler. She was great. She's she's great in everything, and I don't care what she, anybody says. She deserves that Oscar. And freaking anger management, man. She was great, man. I mean, with her and Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson, you know, my beard gave her a little tickle. Come on. <laughs> and of course, she's now Aunt May. Aunt, yeah, Aunt May. Oh, <laughs> yes. She makes happy happy. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's get back to the kick of the mic. Um, now, you asked me before the show if it was as bad as 9%. Is it, is it, is it above 9%? It, yeah, it's, it's not as bad as 9%. So okay. The result is 83 mm-hmm. versus 17%. Okay. Now, both promos are great. Um, Robert Davis is a creative as fuck, of course, so I... I'll be honest, I was kind of hoping it was going to be closer. I didn't want so much of a landslide because I like both. But 83% goes to the first ever King of the Mic, King Mike. Congratulations. Okay. King Mike is so, King of the Mic. Yes. I have to say this. I have to applaud Robert Davis because we were going to give them a show, and I think we did give them a show. Now, Robert being very creative with the demon noises and that he was going to bury me softly because I said, Robert, I said to you, I said, if you want to look at it like this because I'm not the best promo. I wasn't the best in the last one. I said, dude, bury me softly. You could be the Undertaker. I'll be Rusev. Just bury me softly, dead man. Bury me softly. So we we wanted to incorporate that, and I thought that was funny that he used that line because we were joking about that behind the scenes. And Robert and I wanted to put on this thing. He goes, look. We are in. We are. We we are the show. We are the show. Because I even said in the promo, I'm on this thing twice, so I must be doing something right, right? So I said, Robert, we gotta up the ante with this. So I think he did his part. I did my part, just coming up with premature ejaculation and just going after manhood. Well, the reason I came up with this is because look, I look at the RWT group, and you know me. I like if I I don't guy will go live at all. I am hardly ever live in that group. I don't make vids. I just comment and stuff because I'm not really that big on going live. Yeah. I'm just my thing. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to incorporate the fact that Robert just blew his load too 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 early, saying that he's coming for me and I'll see you soon. And, you know, that's why I said don't prematurely ejaculate, Robert Davis. And then I went to the spiel that I went to. So I we definitely both went very hard. I, I got to – you see, I may have won, but I think we're both winners in a way because me and Robert, like I said, we both. We both. Got the title shot. Yeah, we both got the title shot. And also I think we both showed why that we were – on that main show. I think you can agree with that. Oh, yeah. I think you scared a lot of people into voting for you. <sighs> well, Didn't I mean, mean to say you scared him? I mean, <laughs> when all I want to do is cut you up, drag your lifeless carcass, and dig a hole, and bury you behind my house. Damn. I mean, how do you not get threatened by that? Yeah. That. Holy shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean... Holy shit is right because nobody thought that I – I pretty much – here's what I did. I freaking pretty much emasculated Robert Davis. I pretty, pretty much buried him. I spat on his grave. I did a little friggin', you know, tap dancing all over his grave like it's friggin' the mariachi and la cucaracha, la cucaracha. And then I freaking – Enchilada, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that's pretty much what I went with that. But, I mean, dude, I was just so happy just to do that. I mean, king of the mic is yours truly, the mic. Mike, 
King Mike is Mike, so I'm happy. Now I gotta ask you a question. With you know how big I am on history and stuff with this with our with our show and just in general, right? You know I'm a little bit of a history buff. Well, of course you're the knowledge champion. Of course, of course. But I wasn't trying to be obvious here, Dad. So let me gotta let me just finish what I'm saying here. Really, it felt but, like you were feeding me to say that. <laughs> well, kind of, sorta. But I was I was trying to be a little subtle with it. Yeah, yeah. But, so. <laughs> Now, in WWE and wrestling, we also do see Grand Slam winners. There have been a lot of Grand Slam winners. So, technically speaking, I have been the Knowledge Champion twice. Yeah. I have won the King of the Mic tournament. So, I've never held the Iron Bank contract, but am I getting close to becoming a Grand Slam winner if I do win the Promo Championship in August? Well, that's two accolades. Two accolades. You need Iron Bank, Promo Climax, (laughs) and Promo Championship. So. Okay, excuse me. Two out of five. Promo Climax. Two out of five. Two out of five. Yeah, I was going to say two out of three ain't bad, but yeah, I can't incorporate that with two out of five. But yeah, all right, so two out of five. So I need three more accolades to become the first ever Max Wrestling Grand Slam champion. Yeah. All right. Um, well, here's Kenny also I has totally... two accolades, of course. He's uh, been knowledge champion and he's the Iron Bank contract holder. All right, let me tell you something. That feud with Kenny and I is never going to die. I mean, Phoenix and I killed it at, at Tribute Takeover, and that has ended for now. But. That feud with Kenny and I is never going to die, and I love it just because, because you know, Kenny and I, I mean, have gone at about the same time as Phoenix, but that feud is just still going to keep going on and on and on. Yeah, well, the great thing with Kenny is he kind of, he comes and goes. That's you, the thing. You never quite so, know when Kenny's going to show up, which is perfect for the Iron Bank. Exactly. So he's, you see, it's kind of very fitting and it's kind of scary, but it's kind of not. And we're doing the whole, we both got 10 questions for each other now again, right? Yeah. Uh, oh. so, sorry, Phoenix. But it was different when Phoenix had the contract because you knew he was never going to show up. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, just, that's, that's harsh. I know. I'm now, sorry. You do, you do realize that he's going to catch up and listen to these shows and he's going to be raging. Yeah, right? he's, he's, he's going to send me an angry response in about four weeks. <laughs> he's going to send me an angry response in four weeks. Yeah, I mean. We love you, Phoenix, but you got to catch up on our shows, man. Because I forget. Here's the thing. We did Trivia Takeover, and I'm talking about how he's more of a pervert than me. And he's like, huh? Really? I am? I'm like, Phoenix, catch up with the show. Catch yeah, up with the yeah, show. Get back to us in a couple of weeks. Yeah. The, the bad <laughs> thing for Phoenix now is he he can't really go for a championship until you lose a knowledge championship because his promos aren't his thing. You don't want to see Phoenix do a promo? I'm not saying I don't want to, but... He doesn't do promos very much. So then well, they're not really his thing. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> I, okay. Well, you know how long he used to take to write the promos. <laughs> it was great. Are you done with the promo yet? No, give me about two more minutes. Five more minutes. And sometimes it'd be like, okay, we'll do the promo next week. <laughs> it's so much. Oh, he's great. I love Craig so much. But yeah, this is just jokes, people. It's just very subtlety. It's true, but we love the Phoenix. Banter. Banter. Old British word. Uh, Yes. Uh, Okay, so the next time we bring you a Max Wrestling special is August 9th as we present Promo Slam 4. The Butcher will be defending the Promo Championship against Robert Davis, the King of the Mic, Mike Larkin, and either Courtney or The Walker in the first Fatal 4-Way promo showdown. And the runner-up will be joining Amir to challenge Mike for the Knowledge Championship. And of course, we'll be predicting NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam. Go to maxwrestling.net for more information. And the first Max Noise theme song for Promo Slam is You Called My Name by The Last Divide. <laughs> <laughs>
Available now on Apple Music and Spotify. So people, if Courtney Summers does a promo, we, we will see that Jay White cutout cardboard in the background. Yeah. Had to say it. And she knows I love her, but it's like, I, I swear, you know what it is, man? It's J-Fest 24-7 with her. And I love that about her because she's so awesome with her love of Jay White. And I'll be honest with you, man. You think she can get undistracted from the abs? I mean, I got to get your perspective on this, Taz, because you never really say much about it. But do you think she'll get, she can get, she can get restrained and not distracted by his abs? I mean, what do you think? I mean, he does have killer abs. He does. He does. It's tough. And I like the comparisons between his abs and Finn Balor because his abs are kind of, you know, they're muscular. And then Finn Balor's just like, what the fuck? Where is your skin? And we could talk about the beard, and that has to be a soundbite for Max Wrestling. That is a man now. That has to be a soundbite for Max Wrestling. I'll, I'll kind of merge it with Jack Black and Jumanji. That is a man right there. I mean, that's why I love that girl so much. Like, she really does. Like, I'll be honest with you. When we were doing that, and I'm listening to her compare the abs of Jay White and Finn Balor, I'm like, she really analyzed this. She really legit just analyzed their abs. So I'm like, okay. But yeah, but Courtney is, here's the thing. With what we did in the um, King of the Mic, right? And slash Queen of the Mic as it was at the time. So with Courtney, she, in the minute and a half that she did, she did her Killer Cross stuff. But now she's looking to get redemption. I know she was a little unwell at the time. But now she's getting back into the swing of things. And as you and I both know, and everybody listening to this knows, Dad's health comes first. Yeah. So she's now recuperating. She's now looking to get back. And I think she's going to look to rip Walker a new asshole. Yeah. And then friggin' Walker is going to come back and say, well, this is a tournament. This is a fight. What the fuck is going on right now? I'm trying to win this goddamn tournament. He's going to point his finger. I'm coming for you, butcher, you stupid motherfucker. What the fuck is wrong with you? Your bald head, your beard, your son of a bitch. Goddamn. And then he'll probably, you know, rev it up to what I just said times 10 and do his thing. But, you know, that was just a little sample. Is that a fair assessment? (laughs) Is that a fair assessment? Fair assessment, fair impersonation. This is why you're king of the mic. Yes, and then we got Court to talk about, well, let me tell you something, Travis Walker Anderson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just watching New Japan World last night, and I got to say, I'm going to cut you like a life like my boy Jay. It's going down, honey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she's got that nice little southern twang. It's got that Lacey Evans kind of like, you know, she's a woman, and, you know, I got a woman's right, and I got a knife, and I'm going to cut you up, motherfucker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's got that little sweetness with twang to it. And Travis just like, God damn, well, hell, girl, you want to come at me? I'm going to cut you up, too. You son of a bitch! Goddamn! And you know, Travis will rev that up probably by twenty times. So hey, has um has Courtney ever heard your impression of her? She knows. The girl knows. <laughs> I told her every day. She she knows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about Chase Aft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was watching some New Japan. But oh my God, he was back at his beard and makes him look older, and his eyes be popping, honey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, she knows. <laughs> and Travis Walker knows because I was telling Travis. He goes. I've probably never seen you so excited when you did my impression. I'm like, well, let me tell you something, son. When you're living in North Carolina and South Carolina, you get bowed up, man. We're going about there, and I'm going to put you behind my house. You know what I'm saying? But I got some deer up here. I was hunting. I shot some deer. I killed him. Fuck Bambi. Fuck him and his whole family, goddammit. This is a tournament. This is a fight. We're about to rev up. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to promo. I want to be the promo champ. I'm going to take down the butcher. Be a champ you can be proud of. Amir Black Bay Costello. What the hell was that? You call yourself a leader. Go fuck yourself. I'm the leader. I'm the motherfucking walker, goddammit. So, you know, you amplify that times 40. Eminem, step aside. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> well, we do have some other news to... <laughs> well, <laughs> no, my... Go ahead. Before we get Mind into uh, Fighter Fest and other news, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to uh, Deacon Explores, our co-show. <clears throat> uh, co-show? Yes. Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, yeah. On Four Corner Network, and I know Courtney and Amir are going to be excited for, uh, for, excited for this because this is what they wanted to see. Uh, new episode of Deacon Explores will be up tonight where he go finally visits an abandoned asylum. See, I'm intrigued by that now because I've seen his videos and I I, I, I got to see that now because I'll be honest with you. I dig the whole that he's, you know, exploring and hunting and all this stuff and the hauntings. I'm, I'm cool with that. I dig that. That's kind of my shit right there, man. It's like a baby seal being brought in. In the asylum, I live a lie. I let go. We did see an asylum, by the way, because you see, speaking of asylums, how about friggin' John Moxley and Joey Janela, man? Wow. Ah, the thumbtacks in the feet. Ah. Yes. Um, they the barbed wire boards, the barbed wire chair, they went all out. Yeah. And WWE is somehow going to follow it up next week with a uh, not so extreme rules. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude, I look at this card. Now, I'll be honest with you. I did see the pre-show Best Friends. The three-way tag was great in the tournament, then advancing. Mm. Uh, what did you think about Allie and Leva Bates? Because I thought originally it was supposed to be Kylie Ray, and then, but we didn't get Smiley Kylie. We got Allie. Mm, it was okay. Nothing uh, special. Michael, well, Michael Nakazawa and Alex Jabaley, I was kind of like, yeah, I could have done with that too. Were you not a fan of that match either? To be honest, I didn't really pay attention to the pre-show very much. I was more interested in the main card. Okay, but I look at it like this because, first and foremost, I know a lot of people were excited about it because just he got the heat from the crowd and they pointed to that fan. MJ motherfucking F. Wow. Friggin' video game nerds. Okay. <clears throat> he friggin' making fun of the video game nerds and all the people in the audience. They're probably virgins. They're sitting in their basement fapping their dicks. You know what I'm saying? That's not what he said, but it was roughly what he said. Well, so, I mean, you know. Well, he, he drops the whole line where I used to love video games and then I lost my virginity. <clears throat> and they cut to this poor guy who genuinely looks offended by what he just heard. Well, a lot of people thought that was a plant. That was a, that was a set. That was a plant spot there. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they also cut to the NXT guy who's always in the front row in an Everton shirt. Yes. Mm -hmm. Who's trying to be the new Alice Mabet. Well, for, for, first of all, let me tell you something there, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And I like Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I think he's a great heel. And personally, we'll talk about the match in a second. But there are some girls that like to play video games and who are also lost their virginity and they still play video games so go fuck yourselves yeah and there's even one who's trying to put amir out of business by selling her bath water exactly which i saw on twitter 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Forget. Okay. Right. Well, we got to talk about this because I just got to say something right now. The fact that Ember Moon plays video games and the fact that she's just all about that life has got a mirror's bath water. Just the. You think he added some bubbles to that bath water? Oh, he made some bubbles. He made bubbles. Make some bubbles. Adding some bubbles. Friggin' just, you know, making it all nice and toasted for Ember Moon. Mm-hmm, Get in mm-hmm. there nice and deep, like. Ah, come on, boy. Get in there nice and deep. Scrub it real good. So, I mean, <laughs> yes. And MJF, first and foremost, that match. Adam Page, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy. Dude, what the fuck was that moonsault? I no idea. So, they did that. And, um, I, I personally... Everybody worked hard and Jimmy Havoc taking the pen. Here's how I saw this because, like we mentioned, Ali went on the pre show, right? So, everybody that pretty much had a big match that's going into fight for the Fallen One, like Seema's going to be fighting Kenny Omega. Seema won in a great match. Adam Page won. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But Elite against the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid, like Kenny Omega's got a big match coming. Uh, the Young Bucks have a big match coming against the Rhodes Brothers. I have to say this to you, and I like the Lucha Brothers and the Six Man Tag and Laredo Kid against the Elite. Um, they did tease at the end, Daz. Are you looking forward to another future bout between Kenny Omega and Pentagon Jr.? Hell yeah. So. Whether it's – well, not all out, but whatever future show, whether we see it being incorporated on the TNT and TV, I mean, hell, I'm down. So every match pretty much delivered. And Riho against Sakazaki and Nyla Rose. Now, there's still that debate going around, like, should Nyla Rose really be competing against women because of uh-huh. – but I personally, I you thought know, she was – You know what? If China can compete against men, why not? Yeah, so stop fucking going on this, oh, my God, she's wrestling women and, you know, she's transgendered and blah, blah, blah. Like, shut up. China wrestled in the men's... China was the first ever female to be the Intercontinental Champion. So shut up. I'm competing in the Royal Rumble. Thank you. So, I mean, I personally thought all these girls worked hard. I think Riho, it adds more because now Nyla Rose wants to kill poor little Riho. And Riho is awesome. So we could possibly see that going into All Out. Nyla Rose and Riho. The you know, David and Goliath. You know, you know what? The, the whole thing with Nyla Rose, I don't see the problem when it's no different from how powerful... Awesome Kong or Jessica Havoca. Exactly. I definitely there's that comparison, but then there'll be people like, oh, I can't watch it. I get offended, and then they'll go into the whole thing about Sonny Kiss, the you know who's in AEW, the yeah. former Exolist, and do the Jim Cornette rant. Which I'll be honest with you, <laughs> Jim Cornette makes me laugh. But just for saying that, you know what I got to say to Jim Cornette? Fuck him. Fuck you, you stupid motherfucker. Goddamn. So that's what I had to say to Jim Cornette. But all in all, man, top to bottom, I think you could say this because I know we'll be repeating ourselves. We had a great show from top to bottom with this. But Dez, Dez, dangerously, my amigo, my dude, my mate, if I will. See, I'm going going to put some UK terms in that because how much I love and respect you, Mr. Dangerously. We get Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen, first and foremost. The coffin drop, Dez. Uh, The coffin drop. Jesus Christ on a bike. How is his back in one piece? I don't know. Because apparently that's a regular move of his. It is. I've seen him do this uh, to the outside. I've seen him do it and evolve. And I've seen him all do it all over the place. But the fact that just the way he landed on the hardest part of the ring, I was like, God! And it was a free fall, so he wasn't even looking as he went down. He was channeling his inner Tom Petty, God rest his soul. He was free falling, Des. Free falling. Falling. 
just does he even have a spine? Is he is he just like a snake and it's all cartilage or what? Oh, I don't know, but I'll be honest with you. I like his gimmick, but I'm looking at him against Cody Rose. I'm like, I didn't realize that dude is like so small. Yeah, um, but I mean, <laughs> coffin drop aside, which was just uneasy to watch. Um, he was great for the whole match. He was good. You know who he's actually Very wrestled? Um, well, you know, well, he's wrestled them um, Velveteen Dream when they did Evolve, and yeah. they always put him against the big guys from NXT because they see something in Darby Allen, which he's great. Yeah, I definitely yeah, want to see I more of him. More. Don't want to see him keep breaking his back, but <laughs> I'll tell you what I don't want to see. Well, all right, now we're gonna go with this because it got a, it stored up a lot of controversy, mm-hmm. Dennis, and I've seen now I've seen worse chair shots like you, sir, have put up John Cena taking that shot from JBL, and I'll even go with JBL and Eddie Guerrero from Judgment Day. That chair shot, my yeah. God! But a lot of people were very uneasy with the chair shot that uh, Sean Spears, the former Ty Dillinger, gave to Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead, Des. I'll let you go first. Um, I mean, there's been criticism and some defenses to it as well. Um, they say, obviously, it was a gimmick chair, which um, it should be in a wrestling match, I would expect. But, I mean, the thing is, the dense was the wrong way around. So, I mean, I obviously, I knew about the chair shot before I watched it because I watched it the next morning. Um you could kind of see before he even swung it that the chair was facing the wrong way and that the dent was on the outside where it should have been on the inside to kind of go around his head instead of into his head. Uh, because it was like, it was the back piece, well, the top of the neck piece kind of, mm-hmm. that kind of dug into the back of his head, which probably wouldn't have happened if he just swung the chair the other way and the dent had been on the on the, on the outside. It sounds complicated, but when you see it, you understand. <laughs> exactly. I mean, after rewatching it back, I definitely see your points with that. Now, did you notice Jr. on commentary once that happened? He was just like, you know, we, you know, CTE, and he quickly went to the concussion stuff. You could tell Jr. was upset. Well, yeah. I mean, there was a big risk of a concussion because it wasn't just how sharp that mm-hmm. out that dent was. It was how how much force he hit him with as well. Uh, I mean. It, I think he did. It did knock him out for a couple of seconds. He just, the moment that chair impacted the back of his head, Cody just dropped like a sack of potatoes. Twelve stitches, man, right in his head. Yeah. Now, okay, I want to add to this because obviously this is going to be the all-out match, Cody and Sean Spears. And personally, how apropos is it because they were former OVW tag champs together? They're very good friends with each other. They have that history. So I have to ask you, Des. Cody and Sean Spears at all out. Are you looking forward to that? Because I'm thinking that's where we're going. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, it, it, it was a freak accident. Cody's fine. Let's just forget about it. They're going to put on a great match. But people complain about that chair shots. Motherfucker, did you even see any Mankind matches? The Rock and Mankind were on Rumble 99. <laughs> the dude got hit square in the head like six times while he was handcuffed. Yeah, and then friggin' if you look at him just taking those friggin' step shots or just any his old ECW footage, mm-hmm. like you could see and friggin' oh that that when Edge like chair shotted him right in the face yeah. during that that WrestleMania twenty two like like all right <laughs> there's been other chair shots I've done Jeff Hardy to Brock Lesnar in two thousand two yeah I mean yeah okay head trauma is it's a bad. much more serious thing these days but well, yeah, we have seen more- worse. 
Yeah, they do more research, and I mean, somewhere, 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 somehow, Chris Nowinski was raging mm. after he saw that chair shot. Oh, yeah. Which I'll be honest with you, that dude does a lot for the CTE community. Yeah, I mean that, that's fair enough, but I just yeah. don't see why people freak out that much when there's been much worse over the years. Well, I think it's just because they thought it was unnecessary. Like, the, yeah, I, I, you see it too. I know you see it too, but yeah, there has been much worse. I mean, you, you, no, you don't need a chair shot to the head. Um, I mean, obviously, we thought it were cool when we were kids before we knew any better. But Well, we were dumb. Yeah. We're still kind of, but we're more mature. <laughs> we're we're grown-ups, Daz. We're grown-ups. Necessary, no, cool, kind of. Would have been cooler if it had gone right. Um, it was memorable, though. It was. It was so, dude, Maybe I, for, for the wrong right, reasons, but it was memorable. <laughs> Now, I got to ask you, as we go into Fight for the Fallen in just a few short weeks here, Des, mm-hmm. are you looking forward to Fight for the Fallen? Because we got Allie and Brandy Rhodes. We got the Young Bucks against Cody and Dustin. Mm-hmm. We got Kenny Omega versus Sima. We got in a six-man tag that they just announced, we have Jimmy Havoc. Darby Allen is back. It is Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela versus MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. Nice. And the other matchup, since Adam Page won that Fatal 4-Way, him and Kip Sabian? Yeah. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, of course I'm looking forward to it. Um, There's also been a thing about Fighter Fest not selling out, which, to be honest, we didn't expect it to because it wasn't a main show. It was a glorified house show, Des. It was, but apparently you can't have a glorified house show if you're a brand new promotion, according to some idiots. Yeah, because they were like, oh, my God, the time it didn't sell out. Woo, if I was going to Impact, it would be better. Woo, Slammiversary, oh, my God, woo! There's probably some of those marks, but, I mean, come on. And there, it, it was, For what it was, it was good. And, dude, that crowd, you can't tell me that crowd wasn't hyped. Freaking, freaking, oh, of course it was. Da- freaking Daytona Beach, man. Fucking hyped as shit. And did, you see Mark, did you see Mark Hoppus, by the way, tweeting Kenny Omega about missing the gig? No. He was like, I'm sorry that I missed it, you know, and I wasn't able to be there. And pretty much Mark Hoppus, pretty much, Blink-182, pretty much apologized, pretty much going into the fact that he wasn't there, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, I'm actually glad that it wasn't supposed to be a big show, because I think it surprised a lot of people with how much it exceeded expectations. Exactly, and it did. I mean, it was a hell of a show. And then we got Fight for the Fallen All Out, then we got TV. And now, you know where I got a segue with this, because I said, then we got TV. Go for it. You you know where I'm going, Des. So, apparently, if you believe some sites, I know they haven't announced it themselves, but there's rumor and speculation that Impact Wrestling is going to access TV. Which, for those that don't know, I get it. Sling TV, access TV. New Japan is on access TV. Wow! Women of Wrestling is on Access TV, which features a lot of Impact talent. And over the summer, WOW and New Japan are moving to Saturdays. Saturdays at 8 p.m. for New Japan, 9 p.m. for WOW, which is cool because I watch those shows, and it's great. But apparently Impact is going to that channel, which, again, is it's a um, – it's so Access TV, for those that don't know, the president is Mark Cuban. And as we both know, Daz, we've seen Mark Cuban wrestling. He's a big wrestling fan, loves some pro wrestling. Yeah. So we're going to get possibly Impact on Access TV, and I told you about this, and your comment was, well – at least WOW and New Japan will be on that network in the next three years. Yeah. So, I mean... Impact don't move to networks. They they borrow time on networks. So, 
that's the rumor and speculation right now. And I'm only saying it like that because legit, nobody has even said anything about, you know, this except for this one site that possibly, maybe, that they're moving to Access TV. It's all rumor and speculation right now. It hasn't been confirmed by the company, so I'm just saying, people, don't be shocked if they don't get it. I'm just going to say that right now. But if they get Access TV, I mean... What are they going to be on Friday? Okay, so excuse me. We were on Twitch. Fridays at 10 p.m. What? We're going to be on a- Access TV, Impact Wrestling at 10 p.m. on Access on Fridays? I know it's a bigger network, but come on. What like, what slot are they going to get? I know people are hoping because, uh, you know, SmackDown's moving to Fox in October, and they're going to be on Fridays. Yeah. A lot of people are hoping they get the Tuesday slot, which I'm like, <laughs> What do you think, Daz, about this whole possible what's, TV? Uh, what's, what's the current TV ratings for Impact? Nobody knows. Isn't it like less than a million now? Well, it's been less than a million for a while. Isn't it like 500? I have no idea. I know it's in the thousands on probably, but I know on Twitch they get, like, all right, I'll be honest with you. I did not watch the event of The Last Impact on Twitch. I usually watch it the day after because I don't feel like going in that chat room and seeing those people. Oh my God, Impact, yay, woo! And I'm just like, no, I can't be in that chat room because Twitch makes my dick itch, Daz. So, you know <laughs> what, you know what? Impact fans what? are literally, you know who I'm going to compare him to? What? Kyle's cousin on South Park. Cousin Kyle. Good, good God, yes. So, <laughs> that's a great comparison. So, I look at it like this. Last week's episode did over under 4,000 views. And it was not a bad did show. I, because I meant 1,000, sorry. Even, you, I'm not, okay. even I'm not giving them that much shit. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so, Killer Cross is in the church with Eddie Edwards. And, um, yeah, and he, how much time he got for me, Father, because I've sinned a lot. So they did some fun stuff with Killer Cross and Eddie Edwards. But, dude, look, the card that we have, there's seven matches. We got Killer – they actually did announce Killer Cross is going to be wrestling on Slammiversary. It's him and Eddie Edwards in the first blood match. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll bite. And then, oh, then we don't know, by the way, what's what his status is if he's leaving afterwards, if this is his swan song. You know what's weird? I, I don't think I follow – Maybe I do. Yeah, I'm not subscribed to Impact on YouTube or anything, but the only clips I keep getting recommendations for mm-hmm. every week mm-hmm. is what Tessa Blanchard's been up to. All right, so the big matchup is Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan. Yeah. At, um, all right, well, first of all, you made me laugh this week because you were not happy because one of them put up, who put it up in the group about Sammy Callahan? I've been waiting for this oh, since. Yeah with John Moxley and he wants to get a reunion of the Switchblade Conspiracies and you just told him to fuck off fuck off Callahan I know you don't he's riding somebody's coattails well they were they are good friends but still I know but But you know who was the bigger star of the two come on his his claim to fame is a bat not even that his claim to fame is uh Solomon Crow cashing in on Past glory or fuck ups. Yeah. So now Basically they got... anything that he didn't create himself, I'll grab that. It's got attention. Right. Let's make me famous. <laughs> so what they're doing is I guess since Eli Drake pretty much said, I'm out the door now Eli Drake's in NWA and you know mm-hmm. he did he thought he was uncomfortable about driving a Tesla Blanchard and it's not believable, blah blah blah. So now we got Sammy Callahan in the place there. So friggin' Sammy Callahan's doing wrong move bitch hitting uh Tessa in the gut with the bat, then giving her the cactus special pile driver, and that's what's setting up Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard for Slammiversary, and then people are saying they wouldn't be surprised if Impact puts the world title on her at the end of the year. On, on the world title on Tessa Blanchard? 
Well, if they if they're gonna move her up to the heavyweight because it looks like they're doing something with her, you know, the the equality, the unity. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be treated like a man, go ahead. You know, I I w- I would like that. I uh, I am a fan of Tessa Blanchard, and obviously she's a face now going up against Sam Callahan. I you know I'm not familiar with Impact, but you know I've been kind of seeing her stuff lately. Um, Dude, she's just all right. Whenever she goes, uh, you know she's going to end up in WWE at some point. She yeah, is just so good. Classic. Yes, exactly. Her and Kyrie Sane had one of the best matches of that tournament. So, I mean, dude, she's going to be in there, and it's going to be good. So I mentioned those two matches. We got LAX versus the Rascals. Now, I got to say this to you. There's speculation that they may be that AEW and and WWE have them, you know, are interested in them. So I got to say this to you. I think the team of Santana Ortiz, you put them in there in NXT or you put them in there in AEW against Lucha Brothers or whatever, I think they'll be fine if they leave. Just what, what else are they going to do with them? Like, how many times can they win the tag titles? Yeah. So then you got Taya Valkyrie, Rosemary, Sue Young, and Jessica Havoc in a four-way Monsters Ball, which is the first ever four-way Monsters Ball because I remember the first one I saw was uh, Taylor Wilde and Daphne. Remember that, Daz, from like 09? Oh, yeah. And then what now they're doing a Taylor Wilde left the business man she's just a family woman now the only time we saw her was uh, when gail kim went to the hall of fame yeah and she was at one of the pay-per-views visiting backstage so they're doing that i mean with the with the undead realm and ty valkyrie stuff and then all right here's where you'll laugh moose versus rob van dam okay. <laughs> all right uh, rich swan yay rich swan and johnny impact for the x division title Yay. Johnny rent the name. Johnny rent the name and Can you handle this? Do the hippie hippie shake. <laughs> yes. You know, you you know, I'm, I'm, I may, uh, I may watch Slammiversary. I may watch it. You may watch it. Yeah. Well the main event you get to see is Brian Cage and Michael Hogan, Big Mike. I don't give a fuck about that. Tessa Blanches and Killer Cross are a draw for me. Well, here's the thing with me. If he's so, if Brian Cage is so hurt as he is, I could definitely see them putting the title on Big Mike, and I don't want to see Michael Elkin with that title. Big Mike, Big Mike, like no. I mean, I'll be honest with you, dude. Is it like a Canadian boner city up in there? Because him and Don Callis have like you know fingers going together. What the hell is that shit, man? Oh well, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're based in Canada. Oh Canada. Oh Canada. Give the title to a Canadian. Yeah, Canadians running wild. And I got here's the thing. I got no problem with Canadians. I really don't. But it's just like when when you try to act like VCW and all this stuff with Scott Demore's promotion. Like, oh my God, we got all these partnerships. I'm like, it's literally Scott Demore's promotion. Then you get friggin' you laugh. Here comes friggin' D'Lo Brown out of the friggin' woodworks here. Talk about he's so excited to be back with Impact and blah blah. I'm like, D'Lo, where else you gonna go? Where else are you gonna go, D'Lo? I'm not saying the WWE wouldn't take him, but it's just like, goddamn, him and his producer shit. Look at me, I'm back at Impact. Yeah. And apparently people have been wanting D'Lo back. And the people like D'Lo. Whoa. I got a problem with D'Lo. Yeah, I mean, it was like when they um, when they were coming up. Where was it? I can't even remember now. They, they were going on tour somewhere. Oh, yeah, they were going on the Australian tour. And then they started pushing Australian wrestlers. Mm-hmm. WWE. And it was like, just, just because you're going to Australia. You know. Yeah. And look at well, look at Mansoor. We pleased the people in Saudi Arabia by having Mansoor win and giving everybody hope. Yeah. So. Uh. By the way, one other thing. So here was the 
Here is the tweet from D'Lo. Do you know what D'Lo had to say about it on Twitter? You looking at the real dude now? You're sorry, ass up on the streets. <laughs> I'm very happy to share the news that I've signed with Impact Wrestling. I'm excited to be working alongside such a great, hardworking crew of people from the office to the production staff and, of course, a talented roster you see every week. Okay. That's nice, D'Lo. Very much sounds like it was written by Forrest Gump. Well, did you did you also see where they announced their Bound for Glory paper is going to be? Oh, do I even want to know? The Odium in Villa Park, Illinois, which was the site of ECW's Anarchy Rules in 1999, Des. Okay. Well, it's better than... Well, this place in Gillies and Dallas, I mean, there's it seats up to like 3,000 people, right? 3,000 plus. It's an entertainment complex and dining complex. It's There's friggin' saloons there. There's like an entertainment place and then there's like a stadium. So that's where they are in Dallas. Oh, you had me at saloon. Saloon. The saloon. <laughs> are we, do we know why D'Lo left TNA the last time? Was it the Dixie era? Yeah, I think it might have been the Dixie era. Yeah, he, he got demoted to a prospect and then left. God, yes. Well, they weren't doing nothing with him. I think that was during the Dixie area because no, no, nothing says 2013 like Kurt Angle versus D'Lo Brown on Impact Wrestling. Yeah. yeah. I, I think didn't, Kurt I didn't Angle could to... still go then. Oh, yes, yeah, still. True, very true, but I, I didn't need to see D'Lo wrestle. I, I didn't need to see that. Friggin' D'Lo coming. I, listen here, Kurt Angle. I am the vice president of Big SSN 8. And I'm like, no. Get the fuck out of here, D'Lo, with your big ass head. Big ass head Bob- and no neck. Oh, God. Well, dude, <laughs> he legit looked like Barry Bonds, for God's sake. Barry Bonds. Yeah, Barry Bonds wasn't on steroids. My effing ass. Friggin' looking like Milk Dud Barry Bonds, D'Lo Brown. God damn it. <laughs> so there's a comparison for people. Look at look at Barry Bonds and look at D'Lo Brown's head. Milk Dud. I am doing it as we speak. <laughs> wow. You can see it, right? I mean, Barry Bond's head is a little thinner, but yeah. Okay, so D'Lo. Maybe that's because he's taller, though. Eh, whatever. But yeah, that, that's that's the latest news with Impact. We may have a TV deal. We may not. Yeah. Well, you say deal. Well, and Conan. When Conan goes on his show and says that you know it's a good product, but nobody's watching it because nobody wanna wanna watches it on Twitch, right? Nobody wants to watch it on Twitch. And I gotta say to you, Conan, you think? Well, yeah. But, I mean, while you're complaining about that, just remember nobody's watching WWE because nobody wants to watch it. Their ratings are just tanking. Exactly, because they're tired of... You know, that's why they brought in Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. And personally, when I saw Paul Heyman, like, after the thing and they were talking about Braun and Bobby, I'm like, a lot of people were cheering because they know Paul Heyman came up with some of the goodness that we saw in Raw. You gotta give it up to Paul Heyman. Then Eric Bischoff did his thing on SmackDown. And personally... I think it's good. I personally, I've been happy with it. I think it's going to add a lot to it. A lot of people are saying, like, what the fuck is this? Like like we mentioned in the 90s. But are you optimistic like Phoenix or Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff? Oh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. And like I said, they should have brought them in years ago. I'm interested now to see the ratings because I haven't checked it. So, do-ba-do-ba-do. Let's take a look. WWE. Um, statistics by promotion. Well, I got the SmackDown one for the uh, for the ratings. 
Uh, July 7th edition of SmackDown Live brought in 1,890,000 overnight viewers down from last week's 1,921,000 overnight viewers. This week? Yeah, July 2nd edition of SmackDown, yep. Okay. Uh, now, I've seen Raw this week was 2.6, I think. Yeah, you're right. Uh, oh, 2.5. There you go. Last week, it was 2.3. So, it's an increase. A very, very an small increase. increase, but you can see people, more people tuned in. Is yeah, SmackDown um, not so much? No, not so much. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, okay. Two, two, two. I'm trying to see now when the last time they were that high. Uh, it was 2.4 in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2.3, 2.1, 2.3. Wow. Okay, 2.6 back in April. That, but that was the night after WrestleMania. Wow. I think, no, it was a WrestleMania go-home show. Well, here's the thing with that, too. It's WrestleMania season, so everybody's intrigued. Yeah. And the casual and fans are coming pretty decent build this year for wrestlemania exactly and i have to say something about wrestlemania well because she was on there and she lost did you see ronda rousey's new video on youtube that featured devon and, and her husband and she's getting like that itch like no, she's missing i saw a tweet um you want to know what i uh, feel about my future and everything and then posted a link but i didn't actually click the link so so you'll laugh i'll send it to you after we're done so for those that don't know ronda rousey's in bed and she's you hear like the one two three like she's pinning her husband right like she's on the ladder and it's like she's climbing the ladder for a title like she's getting that itch i think she's missing being back in in wrestling so i wouldn't be shocked if we see ronda rousey back either towards the end of the year or around Royal rumble time yeah you know what the people that think she doesn't give a fuck about wwe and she just wanted her 50 minutes of fame she obviously played him like a fiddle and it proves that she's a pretty good act- actress because, of course, she loves WWE. She's always been a wrestling fan. Well, look, if you watch that WWE 24 with her, look at her, Shayna Baszler, Marina Shafir, and Jessamyn Duke and how excited they are that they're all in WWE. Yeah. Idiots. Like, you dumb motherfuckers. Like, and, but the only thing that I still <laughs> that the only thing that I still want to see, and we haven't seen it yet, I still want to see a four-horsewoman versus four-horsewoman thing, but we may not get that because of... Sasha, am I stay, should I stay or should I go? Banks, bitch, just go, just 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 go. Didn't you get a, because didn't she get a raise? Did she get a raise? According to reports, report. Yeah, appar- apparently she uh, they're gonna offer her a raise to stay. Good. Personally, can I just say something? Just pack your bags and go home. FTB, Daz. FTB. You know what FTB is? Fuck the boss. No. Oh. Well, well that, that works, but though. yeah, not, <laughs> I know, that's not what I was going to say. You know what I got to say about FTB? Uh, no, go. Fuck that bitch. No, that works too. So, I mean, like, if she doesn't want to be there, just go. Just go to AEW. Go fight whoever. You're going you're to okay. give her more money to do what? Yeah. You're not going to put a title on her. You're not going to give her a push. No. Like, what was she going to go to Ring of Honor? And get squashed by Kelly Klein? Um, this, this is what annoys me about Sasha Banks and the people that defend her because, yeah, okay, she was great at one point. Like, mm-hmm. there, were, there was a point in time where no matter who, who was in the ring, people would chant, we want Sasha. Mm-hmm. But they, they put titles on her and stuff. And, okay, the reigns weren't very long, but she had this, like, year-long feud with Charlotte. But she seems to get 
annoyed when she's out of the spotlight for like five minutes. She can't stand any other women getting any TV time. Hello, get losing her shit. The fact that the iconics won the titles at me. Yeah, it, it can't be about you all the time. It's not all about you, Sasha. It should have been me. What about me? What about Sasha? So well, I mean, that's no. The thing. Did she really lose her shit at WrestleMania? Because obviously they showed <laughs> pictures of her backstage happy and everything. Ah, who knows, who man? Knows? Just people who knows just the truth. Who knows? But I mean, I like the Iconics. Butcher and I have even said on the show, we love the Iconics. We laugh. They're funny. They should have won the and chamber I... match. Yes. But I'm looking at this now. I'm like, we got her and them against Asuka and Kairi Sane. Will Page soon. isn't happy. Why? Because Kyrie and uh, EO haven't been on TV. Whew. All right. Now, with EO, uh, I like the heel turn. I think her and Candice LeRae are going to tear it up at TakeOver because you know that's where they're going. Um, as far as Kyrie Sane goes, her and Asuka, do, they got to be on TV. Do you think maybe this is why EO hasn't been on SmackDown? because they were waiting for the heel turn on NXT, which has obviously been taped in advance, and now maybe Asuka and Io are both going to turn heel. Uh, who knows, man. Well, first and foremost, if she does turn heel, I definitely, I, you could strap me in for that. To quote our illustrious fellow captain, the Butcher, take my money. I would like to see some Asuka and Kairi Sane. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. So, I mean... We could do something there. I mean, firstly, we haven't seen a heel Oscar in a while. Did I see you? Yeah, I meant Kyrie on SmackDown. My bad. That's okay. <laughs> but I, I knew what you meant. But yeah, I don't mind seeing a heel Oscar. We haven't seen a heel Oscar in a while. So, yeah, that, that's what I meant. Do you think maybe they were waiting for EO to turn heel on NXT, and then Kyrie and Oscar are going to turn heel on SmackDown, and then maybe we'll get all three of them together? Or, yeah, hell, even if... All right, here's the thing. Like... If it's not Asuka turns on Kyrie and we have, like, a match between the two, if you have them as a heel tag team, here's the thing. And Butcher has talked about this on the show as well. Kyrie Sane and Lucha Underground against Pentagon Jr., and you know they did that matchup, that, that intergender matchup on uh, Lucha Underground back in the day? Yeah. Look at her as a heel there. She's amazing. She can play a, she can play a heel. So for those that think, oh, she's just, you know, she's a baby face, I know oh, she's a pirate and she's having fun, watch that match. Girl can be a heel. Oh, yeah, Japanese women are fierce. Exactly. And look at Io. She's like, I don't need friends. And then she just yells in Japanese. I have no idea what she was saying, but it was awesome. You don't need to know what Japanese women are saying when they're shouting stuff in Japanese because it's fucking scary. You know what they're angry, Des. You know oh, what yeah. they're angry. <laughs> but, yeah, that was that's that's pretty much all I got, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of like Forrest Gump. You want to talk about D'Lo Brown and talking about Forrest Gump sounding when he's doing that tweet? You know what I got to say Forrest Gump like? Oh, Otis. No, I was going to say, well, that's all I got to say about that. Oh, oh fucking Otis with his tucky, tucky, tucky. Yeah, we're going for the tag titles. Tucky, tucky, tucky. Then uh, he figured, I love this man. Tucky, tucky, tucky. And he kisses him on the forehead. I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah, it, it was a promising week. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll get more, even more to talk about next week. First and foremost, I just like how you just glossed over it. I said, he kisses the man on the head. He loves him. Tucky, tucky. You're just like, ugh. You got that, they have that churning in your stomach, Daz. Otis makes my stomach churn. All right, Daz, who's worse? I'm going to put you on the spot. Otis or Mojo Rawley? Otis. Wow. So someone has beaten Mojo Rawley. Yes. I, and 
I've, yeah. I've learned to block out Mojo, so when he's sitting in the corner with his stupid electric blue felt-tip pen Which on his face... Which went nowhere! Which went nowhere, Dad! Yeah, I can kind of block that out and go, eh. But when Otis is on the screen, I just go, Ugh, get off my TV, you're making my fucking piss boil. Here's the thing. Like, they waited to debut that thing with Mojo, like he's coming out with the mirror and all that, and they debut it on main event, and I'm like, he just put on face paint. What the hell is so different about this? I wouldn't even call it face paint. It was... I don't even know what the hell like it is. It like a toddler scribbled on his face. <laughs> the four-year-old with the crayon, man. Did, did they just let Maxwell Hardy do his job, do his face, or what? Ugh. Well, first and foremost, speaking of that, we get, I guess congratulations are in order, because Matt and Rebby are expecting their third child. Yeah. How how does she keep her mouth shut long enough to make free babies? First and foremost, wow. And number two... <laughs> or does she still tweet rage in the middle of doing it? No, she doesn't. I haven't seen a lot of tweet rages, thank God. So thank God on that front. But yeah, so we have King Maxwell, Lord Wolfgang, and now we're going to have another boy. Oh, it's definitely a boy. Yeah, okay. I think it's it's another boy. So she they got three boys, and Jeff and Beth have uh, two, two girls. girls. yeah. Wow. That's a generation of Hardys for you. It is. And they're all, well, kind of the same age, within like 10 years of each other, I think. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. There's going to be some crazy tag teams in about 20 years. Oh, my God. Friggin' the Hardy girls doing dives off of ladders and the Hardy boys, the new Hardy boys doing dives off ladders. Wolfgang and Maxwell. Maxwell does a leg drop, and here comes Wolfgang with the swanton. Damn, son. Is, it, is Omega Wrestling still going? Yeah, I think it is. Well, I don't know if it is because Hurricane Helms, Shane Helms was like booking it. Yeah. And I think I don't know who's booking it now because I know Trevor Lee's father, God rest his soul, yeah. uh, was was involved with it. But who knows now? I know when if – well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, how can the Hurricane run that if he's doing producer stuff at backstage? Or you know who else who could possibly be taking over for Omega now? I'm just checking it out now. Uh... Well, it could be Shane Shannon Moore is a possibility. Yeah. But yeah, they've done done stuff. Well, there's been no update on their Wikipedia since 2015. Holy hell. So I don't know. Yeah, the last last time it was Shane Helms, but I think uh, if I was to venture a guess, it's probably going to be Shannon Moore. Yeah. That's someone for you. Here's the thing. All right. Before we even wrap this up, can I tell you just something that I laughed at as a kid when I first saw Shannon? Well, not when I first saw him, but later on in life as a teen when I saw Shannon Moore. Was it? No, I don't. Oh, wait. In TNA, he was, uh, the, the, he had the book of Dillygaff. That was funny. I enjoyed that, but no. Okay, so the first time, like, obviously when Shannon Moore came into WWE, he was the little MFer for Matt yeah. Hardy. When he went to TV and he was like with the Mohawk and then he's attacking AJ Styles and all that, I'm like, okay, Shannon's fighting AJ Styles. This is pretty cool. Kind of all right. Then he left and he went back to WWE. And then he was a certain gimmick by the name of the Reject. I'm yeah. the Prince Punk and I'm bringing sexy back. You're a poser. Whack. I love that to this day because it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> the fact because CM Punk rightfully deserved to bitch slap the shit out of Shannon Moore. Because if you were anybody, you would want to bitch slap him just for looking stupid and doing it. I am the Prince of Punk. No, motherfucker, you suck. 
God, get the hell out of here. And I don't and I didn't think and I don't think he sucks, but my god, that gimmick was terrible. And then they friggin' make him a face and he's teaming with Jimmy Wang Yang on SmackDown. Then he leaves and then he's got the book of Dilly Gaff and Impact and then he's teaming with Jesse Neal as Ink Ink because get it, they got Ink and Incorporated Ink Ink. Ha <laughs> So I got no problem with that, and I like Shannon Moore, but that was the only one time I hated friggin' Shannon Moore. I am the Prince of Punk, and I'm bringing Sexy Back. And of course you use Sexy Back. You know why? Because Justin Timberlake and Timberland stole the summer with Sexy Back in 2006. So how, how do you like me now? And yes, I know Mike correlate in wrestling and pop culture. That's my gimmick. Cousin Kyle. Cousin Kyle. But yeah, see how the, see how I'll have to also got to bring the pop culture into there, Des? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Nice plug. Oh, by the way, I hate you guys so much. I'm going to tell you why. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. You and Butcher, because you know I'm predictable, and I'm just going to say this right now as a quick plug, and I'll plug other stuff at the end. But, yes, there's a new pop culture episode up now. Samantha Mumba, got to tell you, 19 years. <laughs> I'm talking to Samantha Mumba. And I even mentioned there, I'm like, well, I hate you guys so much. Were you going to do that anyway, or is it just because we brought it up? I, well, I, I said it two things. I said, number one, I was going to do it anyway. And I said, number two, I hate you guys so much because you guys know me too well. <laughs> like, for real. Like, I re- legit was going to do it because – it came out in the summer of 2000, and I'm like, I remember watching that on TRL. That was one of the planned ones I had, but then as soon as you guys said I'm probably going to do an episode, I'm like, the motherfuckers, because you guys know me too well. Of course. Because like, you know I like me some pop, but I'll be honest with you. I even said in the show, which you can listen to it. I'll send it to you at the end. I even said her movie career sucked. Like, I remember the time machine, and, and what was the one that you guys were talking about? It was like Shifter or one of those like movies that were just god-awful with her? It was like a later movie. I don't remember. It was like a later movie, and she did like all these like horror movies that were just god awful. And I even said, "I'm like, she may have done that, but everybody still remembers." Got to tell you, because that was her big hit. Like 2000, 2001 was her year. Like she went nowhere after. Got to tell you, that was it. And that's just me being honest because. Her music career, that was her only discography because right after that, she did a Christmas album because everybody does a Christmas album. And then she did like a Greatest Hits CD. And I'm like, but you only had like three hits. And that's one of them. Yes. <laughs> I'd rather listen to that than friggin' those. All right, here's the thing. As a male growing up in the 90s with some gangster rap, and you're talking about Bone Thugs and Harmony with the Crossroads so you won't be lonely, those friggin' dickheads, friggin' that pop. Who's that pop group that's saying the Crossroads like uh, that? I tell you. Blazing Squad. The, all right. It's BS that the Blazing Squad did a remake of that in the UK. And as you know me, I love the UK. But god dang, man, that. They made a freaking pop version of The Crossroads. It's not a pop song. It's a rap song talking about pouring one out for the homies. I'm going to miss everybody. I'm going to miss everybody. And then here they are. So hit me in the crossroads and we won't be lonely. They tried to rap. And they failed miserably. (laughs) (laughs) They failed miserably. All right. It all comes back to pop culture at the end. It all comes back yeah, we have a variety, man. Like, we, here's the thing with our, with our shows: we do wrestling. You guys got screen gems. I got my pop culture Infinity. stuff. At all. Infinity. I'm sorry, Infinity. My bad. Infinity. I know gems. we keep renaming it, but yes, gems. Let's right. just say gems. 
gems, Infinity Gems. Whether you guys are renaming that, we do also have a variety with the Four Corner Network and stuff. So if, if we're not talking wrestling, we're talking about other stuff. Yeah. And that's the stigma. Oh, all you guys talk about wrestling. No, we can talk about other stuff. Different. Hence Throne Zone. Hence what you know Deacon is doing. Um, and a lot of stuff, man. I mean, if it, <laughs> RWT Book Club. If, if it ain't wrestling... It's movies. If it ain't movies, it's exploring. If it ain't exploring, it's pop music. If it ain't pop music, it's JY Taps. Yes. Well, that, that'll be coming soon, a new episode of that, so I'm <laughs> glad that you mentioned that. I'm going to be recording. I got me some JY Taps, honey, smoldering by the fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she knows about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know she's going to be laughing and going, sweet Jesus. So, yes. I know when she's going to hear this, she's going to laugh. So you're welcome, Courtney Summers, and I love you. But And then you – here's the thing. <laughs> She told me I was evil because we were. I forgot. Oh, we were discussing because I think she was. Um, she was getting her little um uh, recreational recreation on. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. She was getting her Matt. She was getting her Matt Riddle on. Is what she was doing. She was going all bro. You know bro. what Matt Riddle. She was getting her Matt Riddle on. I said, okay. You know, I mean, I wouldn't know because I'm kind of a punk. You know, I'm straight edge. And she goes, and she goes, oh, I'm not judging. I'm like, yeah, I can feel the judgment on. And she's like, no, I am not, Mike. I am not judging you. And then I told her, Courtney, guess what? And she goes, what? It's too easy. And she goes, you are evil. I'm like, I know. Because <laughs> I'm not judging. I don't care. You want to get your Matt Riddle judging you? I just do it because I can, and also because it's easy. Like that, I'll be honest with you, it's easy. I can make fun of a lot of people, and they go with easy because I love you. Like butcher, all I gotta say is the butcherisms, like fuck, and all that stuff. And the motherfucker, that's that's not making fun of them. That's butcherisms. Is that a fair assessment? <laughs> is, is is that a fair yeah, assessment? Yeah, butcherisms. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? The cop. <laughs> and I mean, I'm gonna say this nicely: butcher in his reckless spontaneity. There is do some you, uh, butcherism. Do you want to hear a phoenixism? What's a phoenixism? Uh... <laughs> he does do. Uh... <laughs> I mean, he works nights, so he's never really awake a hundred percent. You you know I gotta say the green M. The the green the fucking land of the fucking green M. There you go. But yes, that is a okay. Well, and so Phoenix has uh, that's his isms. Butchers is okay. So butchers butcherisms are fuck. The motherfucker, uh, you know what I mean? The car. Uh, which one am I missing? Uh, that's all of them. All no, right. Well, right. there's the old quick the catchphrases of, uh, I don't know how to feel about this old scenario when he shouldn't be here. He shouldn't be here. All right. Well, what's a, what's a Larkinism that I say? All right. This is quick before we wrap this up. What's a Larkinism or a Larkism? Do I even have any Larkisms? Because I kind of have a soundboard in a way like we talked about Trivia Takeover because I know so much about a lot of things. <laughs> do I have any isms? Oh, I have meh. I do say meh eh, a lot. Meh. Meh. All right. I, I can't do with that. All right. What's a uh, – let me see if I can see a Dazzyism. What's a, what's a Dazzy Dangerously-ism? Fuck heavy machinery. That. Fuck, and, fuck uh, is just my, my Dazzyism. I say fuck a lot. Okay. You're not a player. You just say fuck a lot. Fuck. There you go. What's your okay. fucking mouth? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> the DX. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, cause that's it for this week. You can find me at Dazzy MWP. Mike is at SM Show One and MCL Ninety Two. When the butcher is with us, he is at TOG Six Nine BHITV. Yes. There you go. There's a Dazzyism. 
and follow Phoenix at the Phoenix six two six. He doesn't tweet at all, but follow him. He's a good, he's a good kid. <laughs> Forget it. Oh, you know, I see people they follow me. I really do nothing with it. But yeah, I'm on there. The Phoenix two six two six. Come and buy this car. There's no engine, but you can have the car outside your house. <laughs> That's a perfect analogy. <laughs> But please, follow the Phoenix 626 just because I want to say it, because he's a good kid. He's a good kid. <laughs> I love um, Phoenix. Mike, what have you got to plug? Okay, so as far as interviews go, I just did a recent interview with Onyx, who was formerly Bronco Billy and Wow, which is on SoundCloud, MC Larkin 92, com, and the LFC podcast, Beauty, Strength, and Dominance on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Pocket Casts. Not Castbox, but we are on Castbox, as you know, Des. We we both of us are on Castbox with Cast our show. Castbox, Castbox, uh, and more. But yeah, anywhere you get your podcasting needs, you can hear Google Podcasts. You can check out the LFC podcast. You can check out our podcast. Just check out all of our podcasts. We're we're constantly out there. It's very accessible. We put everything out on social media, so you can find us. Yeah. find us, find us, find us. And don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube and to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Max Wrestling UK. Join Max Wrestling Interactive and, of course, RWT on Facebook. And MP3 versions are available to download on SoundCloud, Apple Music, and are available on CastBox. Also, make sure you check out MaxWrestling.net and the Four Corner Network at fourcornernetwork.wix.com slash podcasts. No Infinity Gems this week, um, but... Check out previous episodes for recommendations on little hidden movie gems that we found on TV or <clears throat> other sources. And, of course, if you want to catch up with Throne Zone, we are uh, reviewing Season 7 and 8 in the first two seasons of Throne Zone, also available on our YouTube channels and Four Corner Network. So join us next week to find out uh, if Courtney Summers or The Walker will be heading to Promo Slam to face the Butcher, Robert and Mike for the Promo Championship and of course who will be joining Amir and Mike for the Knowledge Championship also uh, I guess it'll be reactions to Slammiversary if we watch it I'm sure Mike will watch it, I may watch it here's the thing Impact Plus, if you get Impact Plus you could get thirty nine ninety nine for Slammiversary, how about no how about I don't want to do 40 bucks for the pay-per-view, okay? Because you could, you could tell me how great Impact Plus is, but I'm still not paying thirty nine ninety nine. so you can bet I will be probably watching it the day after because I ain't got that. Other, Fuck you. Other sources it is. Other sources! <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean by other sources? Uh, yeah, Just go sp- with it. Sports bars. Sports bars. Sports bars. <laughs> <laughs> We must now bid you adieu, goodbye, and good night. Bang! Travis the Walker Anderson, I'm going to remove that mask and slit your throat with my knife, honey. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See you next week, sugar. How's that for a lichenism? Boom.